Warning, the Our Voice podcast contains explicit language and may not be suitable for listeners of all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to United Not Silence, uh, the Our Voice podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrullo. Uh I can now say that I am the Communications Director for uh, Ronin for Congress 2018. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, LaDonna Loki, who is, I can also now say, is the Social Media Manager for uh, Sam Ronan's 2018 Congressional bid. LaDonna, how's it going? <laughs> Good. And also Adrian Higgins, who is not involved in Sam Rohn's 2018 campaign, <laughs> uh, but she is also our co-host on the show. Adrian, how's Hi, it going? Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was uh, the big news this week, uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Adrian, you know you're the official image consultant. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she's going to be his personal shopper because he, he loves... He's going to uh, fight me. I have no problem that. doing that. I think I did a good job when I did dress him at that, that rally, but yeah. oh my God, is he going to fight me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, if I have the energy right now. I'm, I'm huge. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, yesterday we, anna- we officially announced uh, his campaign. He is running in Ohio's first district. Um, we did an interview with Jordan Sheridan on TYT politics and that's already doing great. It's already up over, I think 7,500 views. So, um, yeah, you know, go check that out. He, he really details a lot of, uh, the stuff that we're focusing on during this campaign jobs, obviously, because that's, you know, really one of the biggest issues facing Ohioans and Americans. Uh, we have an extensive, uh, platform, uh, about all of these uh, things, you can go to RoninforCongress.com. That's RoninForCongress.com uh, to look at his really extensive platform, uh, his extensive progressive platform, by the way. Uh, so yeah, jobs. You know, specifically with a focus on clean energy jobs. You know, we a lot of our uh, policy on jobs comes from the Solutions Project, which is uh, a, a actually now a global project, but it started off as a U.S.-based pro- uh, project that. Uh, a group of scientists got together and figured out a way towards 100% renewable energy by 2050. 100% total clean energy, uh, total, uh, you know, uh, severance from fossil fuels by 2050. And it actually breaks down in numbers how many jobs it would create, how many, uh, how much money it would save, and all these things that people... Uh, use as barriers to clean energy and it's all bullshit i mean it's you know it's all it's so just... amazing to realize that it's actually doable if we just make it a priority and uh get away from fossil fuels no of course and it's all i mean it's all oil industry talking points all the you know the the opposition to it so i mean once you once you actually look at the numbers you're like oh my god i can't believe we're not doing it. the the only thing that's not there is the political will um so yeah that's a lot of our our uh policy revolves around trying to help that get uh put into legislation 
Um, healthcare obviously is uh, in, in many ways, you know, the number one domestic issue, at least uh, going on right now. Uh, and you know, we, we, we're running on a platform of, uh, Medicare for all, you know, Sam hundred percent supports, uh, Medicare for all single payer system with the intention of moving it into a universal healthcare system. So, um, that's, you know, we've, we talk about it all the time about healthcare on this podcast. I mean, that's the only solution right now. And it's just, we, we've seen that when you leave it in the insurance company's hands, no matter what you say you're doing to, uh, restrain them, they seem to be above any kind of cost controls you put on them. It's just, they're, the whole thing is the insurance company, no matter how you frame it, is just an unnecessary middleman that does not provide a good or a service. Exactly. I mean, when you think about it, this is actually the, the fiscal conservative solution because you're getting rid of all of the waste associated with the insurance companies and then empowering the government to be able to negotiate on, on um, pharmaceuticals and things like that is huge. Yeah, no, of course. And once you get past, even for conservatives, and I, and the polling you know, bears this out, once you get past the mental block of it's the government running your health care, that idea of, of the government running your health care, you see that it actually is cutting through a lot of bureaucracy and middlemen that don't need to be there to, to get rid of the insurance companies because they're the ones that are artificially inflating the costs. So uh, it's the most popular, you know, solution to the healthcare situation right now is Medicare for all and polling, you know, it bears it out. 61% popularity. I saw in a recent poll. Um, even Kevin Baldwin introduced legislation to allow people to buy into it at 55, but it's just, it's not enough. That's not enough. It's good. It's good. Yeah. You know, it's, it's better than what there was, but the only solution is Medicare for all. And we're going to talk about that a little later. Uh, cause Bernie is getting ready to introduce that bill. So that's going to be real interesting to see how the Senate goes on that one. But, um, so yeah, we, uh, so that is, uh, what is happening with healthcare. And then, the third plank, uh, and there's obviously a very extensive list of platform policies on the website, but the three main focuses are jobs, education, and healthcare. And um, as far as education goes, Sam is supporting a universal pre-K through college uh, model. Because, you know, at this point, we have seen that I'm going to cut all this out. I'm not explaining this well at all. Um, so, yeah, at the, as far as education goes, uh, Sam is supporting a universal pre-K through college model because at this point uh, in time, a college education is really only worth what a high school education used to be worth uh, 20 years ago. I mean, you can't do it. You can't do anything really without a college degree now. And supporting vocational training as well as a part of this, which I think is an important option for some people. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, universal college, universal public uh, tuition-free public colleges and universities is extremely doable. It would cost about $50 billion a year, which sounds like a lot of money, but is really not a lot of money when you consider that the defense increase that Trump asked for was $55 billion on top of the absurd trillions that we already spend. That was just the little bump that they asked for. That would have paid for free college right there. But nobody bats an eye at that. Nobody says, how are you going to pay for that $55 billion? That $55 billion, It just uh, shows up. Yeah, no, it just shows up when, when it's for it defense contractor buddies. Um, 
and we've already, you know, talked about a lot of stories about how bloated and unnecessary a lot of the military budget is to begin with and how much money they waste and all the trillions of dollars they wasted on the F-22, or I'm sorry, the F-35. Almost an oxymoron, like military budget. They don't have a budget. They have a blank checkbook. Yeah, no, honestly, they do. They have a blank checkbook. Um, (laughs) And the F-35, they spent, I think, they estimated over a trillion dollars on it in the next 15 years as a fucking paperweight. They're not, they haven't used it. They're probably not going to use it. It barely is, you know, usable at this point. Uh, That could have paid for free college 10 times over, and that probably could have paid for single-payer healthcare, so... Uh, you know, it, it, these things are, I think, are largely popular with the American people. And I think uh, getting somebody in office who supports these things is the first step. And really getting, uh, you know, all, replacing everybody in Congress, especially Democrats who purport to be progressive, who don't support these things, replacing them with people that do is the, the only option we have available to us right now to see these changes that we want to see in our government. Uh, so yeah, so go to uh, Ronan for Congress, tw- uh, not twenty three. Go to RonanforCongress.com, um, and you can read his platform. You can uh, watch his announcement video. Uh, volunteer. There's a, fi- a sign up form if you want to volunteer for the campaign. There's a links uh, to his social media accounts, Twitter, media. his Facebook. Yep. There's a contribution form if you want to donate to the campaign, and. Uh, we need your help because uh, we are not taking any kind of corporate uh, money or PAC money or uh, Wall Street money. We're not. Let me rephrase that. No dark know. money. No super PACs. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do that over because I that's not technically true what I said. We're not. Uh, so yeah, we need your help because we're not taking any corporate or Wall Street money. No dark money. Uh, no super PACs, as you said, Ladonna. So um, yeah, go to RonForCongress.com. Uh, so yeah, let's get into the news of the week now that the, uh, plugs are out of the way. Um, so yeah, some, uh, stuff's going down, down in, uh, North Korea this week. <laughs> a little bit. Just, just a few. By the way, I don't know if it, you guys noticed, he apparently threatened Venezuela before we went on air. I, I, I didn't actually get a chance to read about that, but I guess he, he said that military options are on the table in Venezuela, like, like our military Military options are apparently on the table everywhere. I mean, they're saying that ICE, ISIS is in the Philippines now, so we can go there too. So we can say ISIS is anywhere, and pretty much, you know, that gives us permission. So I'm sure they're in uh, Venezuela. I'm sure they're in any country that has anything we want. <laughs> it's it's just amazing. Like, why would we want to get involved in that fucking mess? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, what? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I just I, I don't even have energy to talk about the the Venezuela thing, but the North Korea thing. I mean, it's just. <sighs> well, the thing about Venezuela is that you guys got to check out. Abby Martin did a piece on Venezuela recently, which is really interesting because apparently what's going down over there is different than what's being reported. Really? You know, people in CNN don't actually go there and tell you what's happening. I, somehow. I, I cannot believe that, Adrian. I cannot believe <laughs> that some major foreign policy debacle would be misreported by our press. I've never seen them do that. And I don't know why you'd question their integrity like that <laughs> on this program of all programs. I, I really. So I, basically the, the capitalists in the country, the people who want capitalism mm-hmm. are causing huge issues because they want to make more money. So they're the ones complaining about the socialist thing going on over there. The you know, the fact that there's socialism and that you can have, 
anything you want, basically, and it's government-funded healthcare and and school and you know all infrastructure is good and all that stuff. Um, and so you're only seeing it in specific cities and places. So yeah, it was a really interesting thing to see. Yeah, that's interesting. I do want to read more about that because you know I'm not a, I, I haven't been 100 percent up on that, but uh, yeah, it's I a can't... narrative that benefits our country too because they want to show. Uh, at least the right wants to show that socialism is failing. And, you know, Venezuela is the first thing that they always bring up. They never bring up the countries where it's actually succeeding and people are doing well with it. Yeah, no, they never talk about Sweden and Norway and all these countries that are fucking have booming economies and doing way better than we are. And their people are way healthier and happier and have, uh, you know, single payer health care and, you know, tuition free college and all these things that we could have. But we'd rather spend our money on, you know. $2 trillion paperweights, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I've noticed that a lot. The, 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 whatever they can cling to to smear uh, the concept of socialism, even if it's, you know, even if it's being executed in a flawed manner somewhere, they just, they, they and fucking Democrats too. I mean, today, John Lovett, for my favorite podcast in the world, uh, Pod Save America. That's a joke. That's a joke, by the way. I fucking hate that joke. But, um, <laughs> My cousin sells ads on that show, so I really shouldn't shit talk them. But I, I, I find it unlistenable. But um, <laughs> he, uh, he was tweeting about how he, uh, he's like, uh, "Hey, Delta and American Air, I know you've run hot and cold. Uh, I've run hot and cold on you both, but I'll never forget how much better you are than United." So then, one of the guys from Chapa Trap House tweeted him, uh, "Hmm, imagine if they were all nationalized instead, and we had a high, uh, and we also had a high speed rail system, and then." This fucking uh, Democratic, uh, I don't know if he was like a speechwriter or what, but he worked for Obama. He was in the Obama administration, tweeted back. Yeah. I don't want your socialism. I want a market of competitive airlines that can't merge into an unaccountable, uh, into unaccountable sociopathic behemoths. They, they, <laughs> okay. They, they fucking hate progressives more than they hate Republicans. Like, I'm, it's, yeah, it's hysterical. It's fucking, it's so insane. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, this is, this is the fucking disdain that they treat people with who actually want things to run efficiently and not to be run for the fucking profit motive. And they wonder why they fucking lose all the time. Well, and it's hilarious and scary because it, what you're seeing now is progressives uniting you know, sharing out stories from freaking Breitbart and other right-wing news outlets because they're being more <laughs> honest yeah. yeah, about some things, which is, I mean, oh my God. I, I, <laughs> so I, now there's even more support for Republican stuff than there was before. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, even Fox News the other day, they had, I don't know, if, I think Jimmy Dore did a video, I don't know if you guys saw that, about how they totally sussed out the problem with the Democratic Party because they had some Democratic <sighs> idiot strategist on uh, and they were like, they were commenting on a clip of Michael Moore on MSNBC, and he was saying how the party uh, needs to stop trying to be Republicans, basically. And she was like, well, he, he could not be more wrong. The party needs to move from the left. Uh, the Democratic strategist, like saying the party needs to move from the left. Even so, Rosie O'Donnell said out that she thought that women idiot. needed to leave the Democratic Party if they stopped supporting uh, pro-choice. Yeah. Oh, really? She's right. She's right yeah. about that. Yeah, no, I I find her to generally be in the Rob Reiner class of celebrities. And I agree. That's why I was surprised things. to see that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a very simple thing, you know? Well, I mean, and we talked about that a little last week, but if they don't fucking stand for abortion, what do they stand for as a party? Because that's the one Nothing. thing that even the corporate ones, you know, have been good on. Because as you said, Adrian, right. they get paid to be good on that. Um, yeah. 
but but I'll take it. You know, whatever it's whatever it takes. But that and gay rights, which they recently, very recently came around on. But if they don't fucking support those things, like, why even exist as a party? Like, you don't support your your values. Like, literally, what you you talk about leading with your values, Tom Perez. Like, what <laughs> what what well, are, what are your values? What are their values? That and better put my home on the ballot. Yeah, is that you know when people have a choice between Republican and Republican light, you know if they got they want to go in that direction, they're going to vote Republican for the real conservative. And so you know if Democrat yeah. is just Republican light, then <laughs> you have a problem. Oh, Christ. Um, yep. Yeah. So a couple other. Th- oh, uh, Jabar, our buddy Jabari, uh, Jabari Brisport got a write up in the Intercept. He got interviewed by the Intercept for a piece. Uh, he's an awesome green, uh, or well, he's a democratic socialist running as a green out in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, yep. he, he was at the, he spoke at the rally that we organized back in April. Uh, super awesome dude. He's unabashedly socialist. Uh, and I, and from everything I can tell, I don't, you know, I don't know how much polling they're doing. He seems to be doing really well, uh, in that race. <laughs> he's okay, fundraising for city council. For city council. Yeah. And he's, yeah. I, and supposedly he's like, doing really well in fundraising but uh go check him out awesome. you know follow him on twitter go to his website because he's thank god for the intercept covering some of these things <laughs> the, know, and, and the ladies have to check out his picture because he's very handsome he is no, he's a suave <laughs> dude. He, he was an actor before he got into politics yeah, so yeah, he, he definitely yeah, yeah but yeah jabari's a great dude so we'll, we'll have him on the podcast soon um i, I was talking to his uh campaign guys so we'll, we'll definitely oh, talk Daniel. soon yeah daniel's awesome yeah, what Daniel's a great a guy dude. yeah they're wonderful guys and they really you know stand for what they stand for and they're always talking about it and tweeting about it and facebooking about it they're really talk the talk and walk the walk yeah what you got to do when you're running for office i mean jabari is out there you know i see him all the mm-hmm. time on on social media at these events and mm-hmm. going to protests so that's that's what you got to do as a candidate Yep, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Hillary is, I guess, going to be a preacher now. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that this week. <laughs> you know what? I'd rather have her do that than in politics. Go ahead. Go, get at it, Haas, or whatever. Uh, what's his name always says? Have at it, Haas. Yeah, that's always says that. That story blew up this week. I mean, oh I shared that God. out, and, and people first were like, I thought this was like the Borowitz report or the Onion or. Yeah. But, and then it was like, oh, my God, this is actually real. And then you start to think about it. And you go, it makes sense because yep. this is a way for them to bring rake in tons of money, you yep. know, not have to be accountable to anyone for it. And, um, yeah, continue on with the uh, the religious Clintonism <laughs> so many neoliberals have. <laughs> it's a way to obtain money and power. <laughs> and that, you know, we know that's what she's into, you know, and. It's it's a good place for her to go. Also, I think she thinks it'll make people think she's more trustworthy, right? <laughs> Which, Which is, uh, uh, <laughs> might be the opposite of. I, I don't know if you want to go into evangelical preaching if you want people to think you're <laughs> to think you're more trustworthy. I mean, I could be wrong. But... <laughs> I mean, well, she's not. She's never been concerned about our generation, Anthony. And that's not how you went over our generation. That's for sure. No, of course not. We're the least fucking religious generation We're not the donor cra- class. That's and we're not true. the donor class. The donor class is like 70 plus. I mean, we, we, we do ascribe always ulterior motive to her, but maybe she is really like religiously fundamentalist and she just was hiding it the whole time. I mean, 
Well, when she I, did say that I believe marriage is between one man and one woman back in like 2012. Yeah, I know. She was fucking horrible about that. Uh, she also did try atheist shame Bernie we saw in the WikiLeaks emails. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, God forbid somebody doesn't believe in a fucking burning. Well, I, I try not to get <laughs> yeah. into that on the pod because I know some people get offended, but it, it's so fucking stupid. I just I can't. I, I can't. I'm sorry. It's unbelievable. I, no, I'm so I'll with move you. on. I move on. But I I, I just I, I it's I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I do love when when Catholics or any other religion makes fun of Scientology or Mormonism. Oh like, yeah, oh, like it's how any stupid different. Stupid that Zenu and a planet, an eighty-bit trillion-year-old planet, and yeah, yeah, that's stupid. But yeah, totally fucking. Somebody lived in a whale for three months, and you know. <laughs> or not? Okay, but yeah, you know. Whatever. Or you know, having a baby without having sex, you know, yeah, that's, that's just that's logical. That's believable. I'm just waiting for the Clinton Bible to come out. <laughs> I want to see what that looks oh, like. Oh Bye. well. Goodness. That's a good transition because uh, some of her supporters seem to be writing the Clinton Bible on Twitter. Um, I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys saw Jen Kirkman this week on Twitter, but um, oh so I saw that blow up. But who is she? I don't even know who she is. She's a stand-up, a moderately comedian. funny stand-up comedian. Um, yep. Who I yeah. I mean, I you know I've seen some of her stand-up. She's she's all right. Um, yeah, she is funny. She, but she is like a total Clinton cultist, and these people are getting out of control. And I think it's because they feel their grasp on the party slipping away, and they see actual progressives starting to win and starting to gain traction. And you know, we've talked about it over and over again. But Bernie Sanders is the most popular politician in America. So when they see things like that, they 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 have to um, step in. They feel, I think, because they well, feel they, they're. They Bernie supporters as religious devotees too, so I mean it goes both ways. Well, but you know they're just like Republicans in their projection. I mean they're just like Republicans. They're <laughs> they're like ultimate like Hillary cultists, and they think that we are like the cult of personality ones. We always, I, I mean, I, I not I can't speak for everyone on the left on the actual left, but we always say like, look, we love Bernie, but it's not about him. It's about the policy. It's it's the only reason we like him is that he supports our policies, like the policies right. we support. And he's we, not 100% on every single issue. No, and I, and we criticize him on shit he's bad on. Like, uh, you know, yeah. if he's not strong enough on Israel, we talk about that. If he's not strong enough on, I think he's way, far too interventionist. I mean, I think his comments on Syria were very, to me, disturbing. But I still support him because he supports most of the things I want to see happen. Right. Her, her supporters support her, the person, because they're with her. They want to see her right. yeah. be the first female president. And look... I want to see a fucking female president. Of course I do. But it matters to me who it is. Who? Yes, the right I, one. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure all these Hillary people would agree that uh, Sarah Palin shouldn't be the first fucking female president. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand it's important, but if it was Sarah Palin versus Joe Biden, are you going to say, oh, another white bro is going to win? The, no, you're not going to. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they will, because I don't know. But um, I know Susan Sarandon got a lot of flack for it, but I agreed with her. I don't vote with my vagina. You know, I vote with my brain, and uh, <laughs> that determines that. who's that's best on the Madonna, Madonna, Gloria Steinem said that we were just looking for the boys, and the boys are with Bernie. <laughs> she is such a piece of shit. I'm sorry. I have no respect for Gloria Steinem. I don't. I'm Especially so CIA. Yeah, I know. It's like a known fact now that the CIA literally paid her to like make sure that the feminist movement didn't really get too far into socialist socialism and social movements. 
And we're going to fucking still respect her? No, she's yeah, a fucking total she sellout. She was paid to say, yeah. She's just a wealthy asshole. She's 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 just that generation's DeRay. Like, DeRay is a modern-day equivalent of, of, of Gloria Steinem. It's the, it's the face of activism with the fucking sponsorship of corporate America. I mean, have you ever, it's so shameless. Have you ever... You, activism sponsored by Wells Fargo. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, have you seen... DeRay, do you guys know who DeRay, you, you know who DeRay is? Yeah, right? DeRay, DeRay McKesson. McKesson, yeah. yeah. He is such a fucking corporate. It's unbelievable. He does like sponsored <laughs> tweets where he's like, oh man, I haven't had at Taco Bell in a while. This new crunch wrap. Like he's so shameless. He's such a fucking. <laughs> oh my God. I saw that McDonald's tweet that he made. He now I thought he literally just like McDonald's. I no, really no, he did. does it all the time. Joking. He totally gets paid for them. Somebody did a really <laughs> wow. funny uh, picture of him because he always does that pose with his fists up in the air. They, they, and like he was always wearing his blue, like puffy vest, and they just made it into like a NASCAR vest where they plastered <laughs> all the things he shilled for on Twitter. And it was like 15 different companies and Wells Fargo and McDonald's. Oh my God, I want to share that out. I'm going to find it. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, he's, he's the ultimate in faux activism and faux progressivism, which is why he has a show on the Pod Save America Network. But you know, <laughs> we'll move yeah. on. Uh, but no, so yeah, yeah, so they're coming out of the woodwork because it's it's clear, you know, I mean, the big thing. Uh, so Jen Kirkman last week, to, uh, or a couple of days ago, uh, tweeted out of the blue, and I'm pretty sure this was a mental breakdown, but I can't be fully <laughs> sure. Uh, here, when, and by the way, whenever I see one of these assholes start a tweet with one slash, like one of, I'm like, <laughs> I, I would rather fucking eat like lead paint than, than read this entire thread, but... <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny i had to read it um here's the deal i believe in my heart that bernie is a knowing chaos agent paid by russia in the 2016 election this is my own conclusion i i, I understand it's psychos i swear to god i understand that a giant thing that's a giant thing to say and that i sound crazy unfollow if you want because that's where i stand if i'm wrong i'll be happy to admit it like i was with mccain's second health care vote However, I'd still say that Bernard's campaign was negative. Uh, but if I am right, I won't be happy to be right because I uh, once loved St. Bernard. I once loved St. No, Saint she did. Oh, I didn't know she admitted it. But I, I was telling you, she did. She did really? like Bernie before. She used to talk about him on At Midnight. I, remember, I saw it. Before uh, she was told not to, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, before she. I mean, it might have been her own conclusion, Madonna. (laughs) I believe in my heart. That's right. (laughs) Between her and oh yeah, well well, that was the big thing. Everyone thought that was just such a fucking joke that they started tweeting like "I believe in my heart" that and like just really goofy things. X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It was so good. I know. I mean, uh, does her opinion really matter in the long run? No, because she doesn't have that much influence. But it's. it was ridiculous. There's a lot First of, of all, like her, though, it's obvious say. she just started paying attention to politics from that tweet because she would have known that either Russia was playing a really long game and started like influencing Bernie in the seventies, <laughs> or um, <laughs> she thinks he just showed up. So the people some, who think so he some... just showed up are, I'm sorry, retarded. They just don't know politics. So I think somehow she thinks that Bernie paid. Uh was somehow paid by Russia to force Hillary to take a bunch of corrupt donations and some kind of a pay to play scam. I think that's maybe the long game that they were playing. I don't know. Or to take uh, $225,000 $225, a speech from wall street. I think were they paying Bernie to pay Hillary to do that? Maybe. I don't know. 
Um, but you know, so yeah, I, I know they're not really that important, but they have a blue check and they have a big audience and it's like, they're, they're doing the country a disservice with this shit. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be allowed to say it. Cause obviously I'm totally for anyone saying whatever the fuck they want, but just know if you think that she's a credible person, you're probably an idiot because <laughs> when you say things like that, you're just, you, you, you show how just goofy of a human being you are. Same with uh, Deborah Messing, you know, fucking, what's her, Grace, from Will and Grace. Um, she tweets shit like that, too. And she's just a total unabashed... Oh, th- her funny thing last week, I don't know if you saw this. So there was this big story about how Steve Bannon actually wanted to raise taxes on the top 1%. Yep. Um, which is weird, but, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, it's not going to happen, but... Because he, he's, like, this weirdly... He might actually be economically populist, even though he's, like actually super racist and nationalist but um <laughs> but he wanted to raise the top marginal tax rate from 39 percent to 44 percent which is good um it's still not enough but it's 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 better than anything that the republicans are going to put forth because i'm sure anything they put forth would be probably down to 20 percent for the top margin you know something of right. that. um so he wanted to raise it and she and, but so there's an article from i guess politico and it said uh it said something to the effect of bannon wants to make the top marginal tax rate, 44%. And it didn't say raise or lower. And she tweeted out, this is disgusting in all capital letters. And people were super confused. And they were like, what are you trying to, is your outrage meter broken? Is it just like, are you trying to say that <laughs> this is, that, clearly she wasn't saying this is not enough. She clearly right. is an idiot who doesn't know what tax rates are, even though she's rich, <laughs> uh, and thought that that was either a lowering of taxes or it was super nakedly superficial, and it was, I'm rich, I'm going to have to pay more in taxes, this is disgusting. Either way, it's bad. Either way, it's <laughs> fucking horrible. And one of, some guy tweeted out, and I, I, you know, I didn't source this, but he's like, a lot of people were retweeting it, and apparently somebody had looked into it. He's like, look, I used to work with her uh, on, on, a t- on a TV show. This is, she doesn't want to pay taxes. This is, I think that's too high. That That's what that was. Um, which is fucking hilarious for people that claim to be the resistance and progressive. Um, so these people are not fucking serious people. Don't, please don't take them seriously. Um, so yeah, that, that happened this week. Um, what else? I Uh, believe in my heart that they're all ruled by lizard people. And I I came to this conclusion on my own. So, (laughs) Um, oh, this is uh, a story that is not getting enough traction and is horrifying. Um, so Alec, uh, which is like a Republican think tank, basically, they, they, they push forward, you know, conservative lo- uh, legislation. Uh, their big thing, because uh, the Democrats suck so bad that they're on the verge of the Republicans being able to call a constitutional convention, their big policy uh, goal is they want a constitutional amendment that does away with the seventeenth uh, amendment, I believe, or eighteenth, the one, the amendment that allows for the elect direct election of senators. So they want to do away with that. They want to take away your right to vote for your senator, and they want to let uh, the gerrymandered state houses vote on senators for each state. So this is fucking. So this is so fucking disgusting. I mean. It's super fascist. I mean, seriously. I don't understand their incrementalism here. I mean, I feel like if you want to just, you know, take away everyone's, you know, voting rights, why don't you just 
declare the dictatorship, just go ahead with it, just take all of our rights, do it in one sweep, because, I mean, you know, we see what's happening. Um, these groups are gaining more and more power. If you look up um, any legislator, any GOP legislator, guaranteed they've had some ties, some money, some serious participation with ALEC. It's, it's no mm -hmm. joke. And they are, they literally write legislation and hand it over and tell representatives to introduce it. This is what mm -hmm. you're going to do. Yep. Not just Republicans, by the way. They have, they have sway over some prominent yep. Democrats. I know Nancy oh, yeah, Pelosi's gotten money from them. Yes. Um, this is just fucking horrifying and authoritarian and fascist. I mean, like... Same. It's There's a insane. website called alecexposed.org. It's kind of a wiki, and it has a lot of information there if people want to go and learn more about it. I think if you're interested in politics and want to know who's influencing who, this is, this is definitely an organization you want to pay attention to. <sighs> um yeah so <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is is they're already getting who they want elected they're being way too greedy here <laughs> they're literally they've already they already own congress i mean what what are well, you looking for yeah. now to own every single member which is weird because <laughs> they haven't shown a propensity for greed in the past they're usually pretty content <laughs> once they get a certain amount of money <laughs> Or a certain level of power. No, but it's like what Donna <laughs> says, like it's just getting to the point where they're basically declaring it, you know? Yeah. <coughs> well, you know, they're, 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 their hubris is 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 insane, and I think it's getting to the point where they're just going to go way too far and fucking shoot themselves in the foot, but... I just know. keep wondering what is it going to take for people. I mean, you know, it, it seems like there's a constant erosion of our rights, you know, in the areas of privacy and, you know, electoral, I mean, just so many areas where we're losing rights, civil rights, human rights, and mm -hmm. nobody, you know, there's there's a group of people that are vocal about it, but you don't see what you see in other countries where everyone just, you know, is going to swarm the White House and stay there for days until we get justice. I, I wonder what is it going to take for people to get there, because they're already poor in this country, you know, children in poverty. I mean, it's, it's a huge thing. So what's it going to take for people to be uncomfortable enough to actually get out and start fighting this for real? I wonder the same thing. I mean, I thought after the Snowden stuff that people would be fucking marching in the streets. I mean, after we found out the heinous shit that the government was doing uh, in terms of uh, the warrantless wiretapping and the prism, prism program where they, you know, basically can... Uh, use your name and find all of your social media info, like go through even your private messages. I mean, all this shit. That's and there's more and more stories every day and they're falling on deaf ears. I mean, they really are. Nobody it's like another, except like the progressives, like the really right. into news progressives and actually some libertarians. Like uh, that's the one, that's one of the things that, that unites kind of uh, certain <laughs> elements of the right and the left, but it's like, what the fuck is it going to take? To, are they gonna have to literally have like a government representative in your house like listen to, like with a microphone to your face before you realize that your privacy is non-existent like you're being alexa <laughs> yeah seriously yeah no they they got us to buy their fucking microphones from them basically exactly. yeah from the it's fucking insane. cia from jeff bezos from <laughs> you, the fucking amazon that whole thing. food cia washington post jeff bezos <laughs> And Zappos. Don't forget about Zappos. He's just going to be fucking like, you guys, you, you, you've seen the movie WALL-E, right? Yeah. He, no. he's, he's just going to be fucking like, by and large. Like, that's going to be, it's just going to be one corporation. It's going to be Amazon. And they're going to control everything. And they're going to have the big floating chairs for all the 
the, the you know people who don't have any muscle mass in their legs anymore because they're just staring at screens all day. I've I mean, been watching uh, on Netflix the 100 and um, oh yeah, I, I checked that out. Post-apocalyptic thing, you know that uh, there's a big nuclear uh, you know episode and the only people that survive are the ones up on the space station. And all it has me thinking about is that the elites already have their exit plan done. Like they already have their spaceships. They already have their. their oh my shed god. Up. Their luxury bunkers. Did you see that <laughs> My story last week? My husband was getting on me for this so hard, but he was like, "Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are going to team up together, and they're going to they're going to make a space station, and all the wealthy elites are going to go up." <laughs> he was it's... getting at, coming at me so hard with that. And you know what? It's like not that far fetched. I, I know that's true. Thing. I mean, some of this stuff it sounds like conspiracy theory, and then you realize there's a group called the Preppers. These people have a ton of money. And they're actually building, you know, high-end bunkers and stuff to be able to survive. I saw yeah. a story last week about, like, luxury, uh, like, fallout shelters. Like, they were, like, these mansions underground. And I'm like, these motherfuckers are going to live with two people in this place that could hold hundreds of people. And it's like, even in fucking, you know, nuclear annihilation, they're still going to end up, you know enforcing their their fucking caste system basically on us but you know what's funny about that anthony is they're gonna end up killing each other because it's gonna be two people and that's it <laughs> for the rest of time with no new media no new information no new people to talk to yep it you can't survive like that we're just not meant to be like that as as animals no we're not but <sighs> 100 is interesting though anthony you should check that out that's on netflix I, yeah I yeah that out. i've, I've uh I definitely want to check that out. Um, I've been meaning to check that out. Oh, we didn't do the Art Voice Recommends. I wanted to do that up top. Do you guys have anything to recommend this well, week? With the 100. <laughs> <laughs> I have a recommendation, but it's an event. And it, it might sound a little hippy-dippy, but um, uh, <laughs> globaldrumprayer.com. There's an event coming up. It's a unification of all nations. Um, it's a Native American drumming thing. And um, it's people uniting all over the world at one time, getting together drumming, um, basically for the planet, for prayer, for spirit, all of those things. Um, and it's, you know, all of these little groups are, are um, it's uh, uniting Standing Rock as well. And um, groups great. all over the country are doing it August 29th at 6.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And um, there's going to be broadcasts and everything. So if people are into that sort of thing, you should definitely check it out. That's awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be cool to check. I might check that out. Um, what do I have to recommend this week? Uh, oh, well, I, you know, music-wise, I've been listening to a lot of Against Me. Do you guys listen to them at all? Yeah, I, I know Against Me. I love that song, uh, Baby, I'm an Anarchist. It's so, so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, no, um, too. And the lead singer is transgendered now. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, that you know, she actually introduced me to, not not to that concept, but to a lot of intricacy, because I'm, uh, her name's uh, Laura Jane Grace now, uh, but she was... Tom. Oh yeah, I know along... what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. She, she and she's like a fucking awesome, like kick-ass revolutionary for that move for like the trans movement. But uh, and also a, an amazing fucking punk singer. Like it, it like you, I can't recommend their music enough. And I was just listening to uh, the song "High Pressure Low" uh, today by them, and it's actually all about the Vietnam War. And uh, Laura's a really interesting lyricist. She's very, uh, very well read. Like you can tell. But she's mm -hmm. super into uh, like social, seemingly socialist politics and um, lyrics. So I would highly recommend anyone who's into uh, any kind of alternative or punk or, or hard rock or anything like that check out against me. Uh, 
because they're an awesome band and they sing about like real social issues and uh shit like that and yeah they're kick-ass um so <laughs> we talked last week about uh kamala harris or kamala harris <laughs> and uh <laughs> how we're all sexist racist bernie bros for not uh liking her and her oh extremely horrible corruption um <laughs> so you know it, there's a pattern here the three people that they keep pushing and that they keep claiming we're all like racist or sexist for not supporting it's kamala harris who we've already talked extensively about her uh shortcomings and her i would say corruption while she was a uh attorney general in california uh cory booker, booker who yep. fucking i mean no no explanation needed i mean if you, <laughs> yeah. if you, if you remotely follow politics you know what a fucking tool he is uh in terms of just the amount of corporate cash he takes in and the way he votes on important bills and deval patrick who's the former governor of uh maryland i believe uh who, who there are a lot of reports this week that the obama administration people are pushing as their candidate in 2020 or their recommendation uh kind of like how they pushed tom perez and he ended up yep, winning the I was dnc just gonna, <laughs> i was just about to say they're gonna talk tom perez us again and they're <sighs> and they're already like oh you, you're such racist for criticizing him um I, I didn't know this but until somebody pointed out you know deval patrick fucking works bain capital bain, bain fucking capital <laughs> mitt romney, mitt romney bain, capital. bain capital fucking venture capital firm so uh yeah that's that's the guy we need in there to get us some real economic justice the guy who's probably fucking golfing buddies with mitt romney and probably shares his views on economics uh among many other things i mean look up deval patrick's record it's it's a mixed bag at best uh, they're just not even there's no shame anymore in just them deciding who we're going to have and they, just dictating it to us now <laughs> and, then they, and then coming up with when well, they pick them based on artificial identity so that they can smear people who criticize very real concerns about corruption and about policy right uh, you don't see them trotting out the andrew Cuomo's of the world right now even though that's i think eventually their dark horse right uh, but they're not trotting him out because they wouldn't have anything to say when we talked about what a corrupt motherfucker he is. Because he's one of the most corrupt fucking politicians in all of, you know, the country. But uh, they wouldn't be able to say anything because he's a uh, white guy. <laughs> well, maybe they'd say we're, uh, what, what is he, Italian? Maybe I think so. We're anti-Italian? We're anti-Christian? I don't know. They, they'd really have to stretch to come up with a, a smear about him. Uh, so that's why they're trotting out uh, their, you know, the, the, the few uh, black politicians that they want to run because they know that they can start the narrative rolling already. And it's fucking three years and away. Yet the and they're already smearing doing it. Of, of people like Nina Turner and uh, the whole donut thing. You were talking about that oh, God. this week. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. These fucking assholes with, these, with this donut thing. <laughs> yeah. No. So so Nina Turner, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, went to the DNC uh, with a with a with the people's platform i think she had like a hundred thousand signatures and she went with a bunch of activists to deliver the people's platform to the dnc and say hey look this is what the people want this is what your base wants we are just telling you this is what the country uh by and large supports medicare for all tuition-free public colleges breaking up the banks all this shit that it should be no fucking brainers for the democratic party or the left party in america and they were trying to deliver this platform to the DNC, and uh, the DNC put up barricades so that nobody could enter the building. Uh, 
And <laughs> that wasn't the worst. Part. Well, no, I, uh, yeah. So getting to that. So <laughs> instead, they brought out uh, like donuts and coffee to give to the people as a consolation, I guess. So um, Nina Turner, when she got interviewed about it, was pretty fucking pissed. She's like, "Look, they, you know, they barricaded us out. They wouldn't let us in. Uh, you know, we tried to give them." the voice of the people and they gave me donuts and coffee instead and we don't want your donuts and coffee we want you to hear us out so the fucking willfully uh stupid people who wanted to find their own narrative in that were like oh my god she was complaining about donuts no she was complaining about the fact that they wouldn't fucking let uh the leader of the most uh the biggest grassroots progressive organization in the fucking country the president of that organization in uh, the, the building to, to deliver a, a petition to them, which they shouldn't even need to have delivered to them because they're supposedly the party representing the left in the country anyway. So um, it's just that, you know, it's typical of the Democrats, empty calories, empty promises, empty words. It's, um. it's, it, I just, they're, they're so fucking shitty. It's, I just, I don't know how we're going to. And yet, you know, with, you know, the critiques of, you know, Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, you know, you're racist, you're sexist, whatever, you know, but none of that discussion in defense of, of Nina Turner or any of the smearing going on there. No, so it's just this double standard. I actually see super racist shit said about her. Yeah. Because yep. the, the, the sad truth is that most uh, Hillary supporters, usually wealthy white women who are real fucking racist, uh, they just hide it real well. I know, I know. I mean, I'm just saying this from my personal experience because I know a lot of them in, in the area where I live. And they're, uh, what's that line from the Phil Oak song? They're 10% to the left of center in good times, 10% of the right of center when it affects them personally, basically. <laughs> yep. It's just, you know, they... Um, they, they pretend to be progressive and support the Democratic Party, but if you get too uppity for them, they, you know, they're like, oh, what, what you know, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you, how dare you know your place, basically, is what they're saying. And, and it's just like, I have no use for these fucking people. Like, I, I, well, I, and now, in social media, just like they had the, uh, the corn cob thing, now everybody's got donuts <laughs> on their profiles. It's like... Really? <laughs> well, a, a lot of progressives have started doing that, too, to make fun of the idiots who are doing it unironically, I think. Oh, God. Oh. Just like they're putting that they're Russian agents in their profiles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should probably put that in mind. Um, <laughs> the, the other funny thing that I've, I've seen, uh, the, uh, the I think that the PMI, the Progressive Mimetics Institute or whatever, they've been doing this thing called uh, hashtag WIG, W-H-I-G-G-E-D. Where basically they they talked about uh, how the the Whigs were a party that died because they tried to uh, straddle the fence on slavery, and they didn't want <laughs> to upset the uh, the moderates in the party, and they tried to straddle the line on slavery, and that's why they're a dead party right now. Sounds familiar. So they're basically <laughs> <Yep>. just <laughs> photoshopping uh, all of the centrist Democrats onto. Victorian era uh, politicians <laughs> with like wigs on, like big like, <laughs> judges' wigs, and they're like hashtag wigged. It's super fun. Well, and this is what's so frustrating is you know Nina Turner, you know, and this this movement could easily say, you know, I mean, there are some people saying it could easily say we're out of the Democratic Party, we're we're going, we're not listening to you, whatever. They're they're actually delivering the message, trying to be helpful, trying to be constructive. And still, it's they're still it's getting their eyes spitting. They're they're spitting in their eye, like they're trying to yeah. fucking work in the party to fix the party to help the party, and they're just getting you know 
fucking punched in the face for it. So you can only they punch... want to be critical of dem exit people, and yet you know dementor people, the people that actually want to be there and impact change. <laughs> they're yeah. happy with them. Yeah, too. it's like shut the fuck up and unite with us already. Uh, why don't you just leave the party? Oh, why didn't yeah. you vote for us? You're 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 hurting the country by not voting. It's like you, and by the way, it's Trump insane. Is your fault. It's, it's, it's fucking <laughs> yeah, so it's insane. They, they literally, it's like you, there's nothing you can do short of totally accepting their their fucking corporate cronyism that they. That there's accept. a hit piece right now out on the Washington Post about Bernie Bros because we're all apparently I'm I'm apparently a white man who's sexist. <laughs> We've already right? proved. I, I didn't mean, know that. It's already been proven. I just that this found is out. Like, <laughs> That that was a total bullshit narrative created by David Brock to fucking smear, you know. I mean, it's insane. I worked on the campaign. It's just the most untrue bullshit. He did did way better among millennial women. Uh, But, you know, I guess Gloria Steinem said that they're all just trying to get a man. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're just with the boys because Tinder doesn't exist. Right. We need a we need a political (laughs) movement to get laid, apparently. Oh, it's just so disgusting. But, you know, I mean. It's not like a billionaire would have any reason to not want Bernie to be popular. <laughs> I know, I know. I can't imagine why they don't like him. I, I really can't There's imagine. No ulterior that. motives. I don't know what you're talking it's just, about. It's, it's like the Wix thing you're saying, you know? It's these people that are literally doing the bidding of the billionaires, not even realizing they're fighting their fights for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's ridiculous. No, it really is. Um, so, you know, in that, you know, we got people like Jen Kirkman, you know, all these wealthy people that are on television that have influence and power. But, you know, to, to them, Russia is the most important thing. Like Bill Maher. Oh, last week. Oh, Anthony, I know you don't watch. But last <laughs> week, Bill Maher had I on. Stand him. <laughs> I know he's so hard to watch, but I have to know what the neo-libs are saying. And he's my ticket in there. Um, <laughs> what's his name was on some guy from the Freedom and Faith coalition or whatever and Vilmar was making a good point to him he's like how can the evangelicals evangelicals be such a law and he's like and the example he brought up for lying is Russia that's the thing he can't not that whole line about if I would become president nobody's going to be sleeping on the streets that's what I would have brought up I mean like there's still people sleeping on the streets yeah yeah, there always has been and if uh, the Hillary Clintons of the world get their way, that's really not of concern to them. So, I mean, that's not going to change unless we radically well, change our fucking country. Have so much. Yeah, there's got to be people sleeping on the street for Jeff Bezos to be able to have billions of dollars. There's no way around it. There's only X amount of dollars, right? Yeah. yeah. So, some people have to be poor, other people to be extremely wealthy. Yeah. And... I know that makes me sound like a super socialist. <laughs> well, no, and, Come on, there's, but, and... there's the makers and the takers. <laughs> <laughs> but and you know that that wing of the party seems to be totally fine with that uh any you know non-sociopath would look at that and say wow that's really fucked up how can we call ourselves the greatest country on earth or any of the bullshit that they you know the bullshit american exceptionalism that we we spew and still think that that's an acceptable thing to do to our fellow americans like it's unbelievable to me but i i have an insider bill Maher story that i have to share oh yeah absolutely <laughs> My ex uh, worked in D.C. and um, he used to do the door for, uh, you know, a popular club in D.C. And uh, Bill Maher shows up one night and he's got, you know, babes on each arm, right? And he walks up to the door and uh, my friend says, all right, you know, five bucks. And he's like, what the hell? I'm not paying admission. And, you know, do you know who I am? And my friend's like, 
yeah, it's, it's five bucks for each of you. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking? He throws a fucking kissy shit bit over paying $5 to get into a damn nightclub. <laughs> Dude, you have, <laughs> you, you have the money. You have the money You have enough get money in. to give Obama a million dollars. He could pay fucking 15 bucks <laughs> to get three people into a club. My God. This is how full of himself he is. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's a pompous <laughs> dickhead. I mean, I, 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 I did it one time. I used to like him because I thought his stand-up used to be pretty good. And he actually was not this bad. He He's gotten a lot oh. more centrist in his old age. Yep. He used to say shit yeah, like, you know, like I remember he used to have a line about how people are going to rise up and kill bankers soon if like things don't change. And he just doesn't <laughs> say shit like that at all anymore. And I'm like, no. what the fuck happened to him? But see, Anthony, like I know you might not agree with what I'm about to say, but I, I just feel like HBO is the neoliberal channel. It oh, really totally is. is. I agree with that. Like yeah. the, the owners of it, the people, like look at who they hire. Look at the shows. It's all, and it's all, I hate to say this because I sound like I'm playing identity politics here, but it's all centered around like what a white straight male would like to watch. That's oh, what yeah. I feel like all the shows on there, including Game of Rapes, which <laughs> I call Game of Thrones, Game of Rapes. Look, I mean, I, do. I, I, I fucking love that show. I'm not going to lie, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do largely agree with your point. Yeah, I mean it is. I mean, it, I, and I and I actually do think people are a little uh, jumping the gun on this, but I mean, I think that Confederate show is totally to to your point. Like, just what what you know, kind of comfortable white people think is like a, an entertaining show. <laughs> you, well, I have, mean, have you heard about that whole Confederate? Controversy? Yeah, but yeah. here's the thing, Anthony. Like, why would why are people? These white guys are sitting there writing about rape week after week, women getting raped, basically, more, more or less. I, I, and then no problem. Yeah. No problem. But now suddenly because they're going to talk about race. And and I heard the writers of the show were actually African-American. Well, they, they got writers from Empire and stuff. So that's why I'm actually a little more inclined to give it a chance because I think it's an interesting – much like Man in the High Castle, which is a really good show on Amazon, which was all about like – what if the, uh, the Nazis had won World War Two and like half the country was occupied German territory and half the country yeah. was occupied Japanese territory? It was oh, actually a sci- it was a sci-fi novel written in the fifties by Philip Dick. Um, oh, Philip K. Dick. Yeah, who's like an amazing sci-fi author. You know, he's, wow. he, my um, husband loves him. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Um, so the, I think I think of it kind of from that perspective. So that's why I'm not as uh, like immediate to be like oh my god how can they even think of making this but it is kind of like amazing that they didn't even consider the backlash that they were gonna get for there's a show like, that i wanted to watch uh, dear white people have you seen that yet no that's not i that's did not. it was uh it, it, like one or two episodes is good and yeah. then it just gets it gets really stupid to be honest mm-hmm. i have to be straight up about it it just gets disappointing yes yes I mean, it's hysterical that people are offended over it. There's nothing to be offended about. <laughs> right. Literally, there's, it's oh, p- so the white fragility has no balance. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will also say in slight defense of Game of Thrones, mostly because it's the fucking most awesome show on TV right now. Um, no way. There, there is way less rape than there used to be. <laughs> You did not just say that. You did not just. There, there, there hasn't been any. I think since. Except for maybe one implied, since season uh, se- season. Can you picture these people in a room, like going, "Okay, what is the right amount of rape? <laughs> are we are we going a little heavy on it this season? Should we lighten it up a little so bit?" They, they had one it's really. So they had one really bad, uh, like episode where that where that kind of happened, 
to, right. serve, to serve the story, but it was really unnecessary. And they didn't, they, they, they held the focus in of the scene on like another guy who kind of let it happen instead of the, I don't know. It, it was just, it was a real stupid decision by all involved. But since then they've like totally done away with that. Um, no more gratuitous rape scenes now it's just the the necessary no no they don't they don't i I mean since then there hasn't been one so i mean maybe they've learned their lesson to not do shit like that but their storytelling Mm -hmm. otherwise is really good i mean you know i mean i'm not saying it's not an important topic to talk about you know the the violence of and different things like that but just to uh you know for for some kind of weird entertainment purposes their their weird excuse which is not good um well george r R. martin who wrote the books his excuse was Well, that happened all the time in medieval times. Well, yeah, that may be true, but you're also not writing a story about medieval times, technically. It's a fantasy novel, but it it takes place on a fictional planet, essentially. I mean, it takes place on a continent called Westeros in a world that's not Earth. Like, you know, so Mm -hmm. it it can be whatever you want it to be. So, you know, he's got his own weird... I mean, he also, like, basically writes, like, food porn. Like, everything he... He, he's, he's a bigger guy, but, like, apparently in the books he gives very detailed descriptions of, um, like, what the characters are eating at all times. I have no problem with that part. <laughs> no, well, Food is cool. I know, six months pregnant or whatever. you something know, he actually knows that. about. <laughs> <laughs> um, that motherfucker, you know he knows about Oh, yeah, food. of course. No, I, I know. But I, I just think he's kind of a weird eccentric guy who maybe is not necessarily as up on social issues as he should be. But well, overall, that's the thing. Really I just series. don't think he's the appropriate voice to be talking about rape so much. And he talks yeah. about it a lot. He seems to be real into it. But, you know, neither is Lena Dunham. <laughs> neither, you know, like, no. <laughs> Lena Dunham shouldn't talk about anything. <laughs> Everything she says is almost as bad as, like, Gwen's Paltrow. I know. Like, it, it's just, like, so yeah, fucking Except for that clueless. time when she freaked out that, the, that morning show with whatever she said. I can't remember what it was, but it was so funny. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember what, what I don't remember. She said something absurd. I can't even remember what it, it was. It was so funny. I mean, it I don't watch even, It wasn't show. even absurd, know. though. It was just, like, something basic and, like... I think goes... she said the word penis. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And, like, like the, the people, because everyone Arnie's that works on wife, TV... Arnie's ex. Everyone that works on TV are fucking children, as we discussed last week, yeah. with, with the Vincente Fox story, and they can't deal with a word being said that's not, you know professional so they're like ah, they freeze up it, and they don't know what to do it's like it is the professional word for it i mean I know, it's the med- <laughs> actual like medical term for it i mean she didn't say dick she said yeah you saw a penis on that episode right yeah, and just... i guess arnold's ex-wife is afraid of dicks i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well afraid of his maybe i don't know <laughs> that explains a lot <laughs> things been been a lot of <laughs> things been everywhere rough. yeah yeah it's um, rough a lot of maids. Uh, no, so, um, so uh, not that this is an easy transition at all, but uh, so <laughs> taxes. Because um, <laughs> I just can't think Actually, of a way to... rape and taxes, they are similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Yeah, well, if you ask right-wingers, yeah, that's true. Um, so uh, there was a big story. This, you know, we mentioned a little bit about Bannon's uh, tax proposal, but uh, the reason that came up is because the Republicans are working on a tax plan right now, and that's their big next big piece of legislation. Uh, and uh, so the big story this week was that the Democrats basically 
were talking about how they're willing to work. And I think we talked about this a little bit last week, how they're willing to work with Republicans basically on a tax plan, but only if it's one that uh, doesn't cut taxes for the wealthy, which, uh, yeah, okay, that's fucking going to happen with a Republican tax plan. But so I don't know why you're even reaching out to them on this. I mean, I thought you guys are supposed to be the resistance. Why are you reaching across the aisle to work with Republicans on fucking taxes? But so now the big thing was that a bunch of them, um, a, a couple of them, you know, the usual sus- suspects, Joe Manchin, Claire McCaskill, wouldn't sign that pledge because they didn't want to sign a pledge that said that they wouldn't raise taxes, they wouldn't lower taxes on the wealthy. Um, and now turns out. Uh, many of them are willing to compromise with Republicans, a.k.a. vote for the Republican tax plan, which is going to include huge cuts for the wealthy and probably increases for the working class or the middle class, at the very least, if not a non-existent cut. Like, uh, the, all the cuts are going to go to the top, as always, with a Republican tax plan. Um, and it's just, again, I, I say to people who are always like, well, we got to get Democrats in office. We got to make sure they win back the House. Doesn't matter if they're not pure. What fucking good are they if they're going to vote for these plans anyway? Like, what fucking right. good are they? And, you know, Anthony, it's one thing if they're going to vote for these. It's another thing. Like, they couldn't at least negotiate something and go, okay, we're going to do single payer. You got to approve single payer, and then we'll, we'll, we'll give your tax cuts to the wealthy. Give and take something. But, no, they're not going to do that. It's just going to be like, oh, yeah, fuck single payer and we'll we'll cut taxes on the wealthy because, you know, let's just let's just keep destroying our economy. Right. Let's just keep sending the money out of the country and hoarding money. Well, Democrats have screwed up so much that they have almost no leverage now. And so it's almost like they're they're actually begging for a seat at the table now because Mm. there's nothing else that they can do other than maybe attempt to work with Republicans and get something that they want some gift to some corporation, no doubt, uh, thrown in there. Yeah, I mean, they got to get tax cuts for Jeff Bezos because he doesn't have enough money. That's true. Yeah. You know? And, and for fossil fuels and big pharma. Yeah. And Haim Saban. Yes. God. Yeah. Power Rangers. <laughs> F the Power Rangers. F the Power Rangers. I always hated them. I thought that show was super lame when I, I was a kid. I used to love the Power Rangers. I mean, I can't no. talk shit on the Power Rangers. I was like, but... these teens are lame. I remember thinking <laughs> that when I was a kid. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, the whole thing with Power Rangers is it was made, like, super cheap because they would take, they took a Japanese show and, like, all the fight scenes, like, where they were actually dressed up as the Power Rangers were from another show. And they would just, they would just, they would just film the the non-costume portions. Like, they, they it was like, they were like. That's insane. I, I didn't know that. My friend was telling, my friend Steve was telling me about that. It's, it's super weird. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. So it was like live action anime almost in a sense. Sort of, yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Stolen from Japan. <laughs> it was super, super uh, low budget. Um, but yeah, so that that that's, you know, I, I, I just still say like, what fucking good are they if they're literally going to vote for Republican plans? It's like, this is why we are, you know, quote unquote purists in that we expect Democrats to actually vote uh you know, like Democrats on, on policy, but, uh, I guess that's apparently not, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around how, how they expect us to support these fucking idiots. Like these people are horrible. They're fucking Republicans. Like, why would we support them? Like, I don't understand what, <sighs> all right. None so... of them care about our support because look at the rates that incumbents get reelected at. I mean, yeah. 
you know, if you have any name recognition at all, I, I forget what the percentage is. It's like, you know, 80 or 90 percent of the time. It's, yeah, well, that's, you know? that's why Hillary won. She had the most name recognition probably of anyone running for president. <laughs> um, that's why she won the nomination, among many other, um, you know, shady reasons. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just I, I think that's true. Certainly true. Name recognition and incumbents. Uh, and that's certainly conventional wisdom, but I think they're in for a real rude awakening in 2018. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I hope so, too, because I feel like a lot of the left has really woken up to how shitty the Joe Mansions of the world really are. And I, and yeah. I, I can't imagine uh, that they're not going to see unprecedented opposition, if not just lose outright in, in their primaries, because... Uh, there's a lot of big name challengers to all these shitty corporate Democrats, and it's um, it's about fucking time. And, and I really but this is what's concerning though is that the the Nancy Pelosi's of the the world and the party believe that because Republicans and GOP and Trump, you know, are have such um, you know little support and you know there's so much resistance against them they feel that they don't need to do anything else mm -hmm. to change, that they just sit there and wait and everyone will magically come over to them as though, you know, they have something to offer. And I just, or it's short-sighted. It's either that or honestly, I don't think they really fully care. They're like, well, if that happens, that's great. We don't have to do anything. We can just run on We're Not Trump. And if we lose, uh, you know, we'll, t we'll still have jobs in the party. We'll, we, the money <laughs> still flows in, so. Yep. I just don't think they're super concerned. I mean, Nancy Pelosi is the fucking sixth richest person in California. She she gets knocked out of office. Uh, she goes home to one of her fucking three mansions that I'm sure she has, you know, or fucking vineyard in California. Like, she's going to be fine, you know? They're, they're self-preservation. Utterly unconcerned, yeah. uh, as long as the money keeps flowing in. She'll probably do... The, the concept to me is hilarious, but I'm sure she'll probably do speaking tour, uh, you know, like she'll do speaking uh, engagements. Uh, who would pay Nancy Pelosi over $100,000 for a fucking speech? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what idiot exists Same in the world capital. that would do that, but maybe one of those companies. It's been a long time since I read Dante's Inferno, but I'm pretty sure there's a special circle of hell for some of these people. <laughs> oh, Go back and check that. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, another interesting thing uh, happening this week uh, was that Nation piece on Russia and the DNC hack, or leak, as I've been saying, uh, for months and months and months. Uh, a story that's fake news, according to everyone on my feed. <laughs> yeah, according to any idiot who doesn't want to actually look at the ex extremely fucking detailed breakdown of why... <laughs> A bunch of uh, ex-spies and uh, intelligence officials, <laughs> the same intelligence officials they're totally willing to believe when they breathlessly report these fucking stories about uh, Russia hacking our electric grid and all this other bullshit. Uh, a bunch of intelligence officials don't believe the Russia hacked the DNC story because the evidence uh, points way more clearly to uh, the evidence being captured uh on site and removed, you know, by external device. And there's right. a, and, and I highly, and you know, I didn't get into the full article. I, I'm not going to go into the full article, but I highly recommend anyone uh, reads that piece because it's really extensive and really detailed. And, you know, people are trying to poke holes in it, but it's very well researched. And I, and I would think um, after reading that, you, you at least have your perspective on the subject questioned a little bit. 
Uh, well, and my frustration with Russia and the Trump Russia story is that people are not acknowledging that there are different parts to this yes, story. There's yes. the part of whether or not Trump and this administration are somehow financially compromised by Russia or, you know, just, you know, shady business dealing, Rico and all of that stuff. Separate from that, there's this question or idea of some kind of election hacking or hacking into voting databases and all of this stuff, which honestly, if I were Russia, I'd be trying it too, because our systems are so open. It's just like, you know, handing them a passcode. This is one, two, three, four. I mean, it's, yeah. it's that easy in some cases. And then the, the you, third piece of it. That's the security uh, expert. <laughs> Exactly. Well, and then the third piece is this this DNC leak. And so I think, you know, people are just conflating all of these issues Which, into one thing when it's separate yeah. stories. And the DNC leak is what a lot of them hinge their fucking lunacy on. A lot of them right. hinge a lot of the Russia stuff on that. And I've said from day one, and I, we've been kind of in agreement on this, I certainly think there's a shady business deal going that, that's gone down between Trump and some Russian oligarchs, but that's because he's a fucking horrible businessman who can't get any money from U.S. banks. I mean, he's, we know for a fact, nobody will lend him money in the U.S. anymore because he's gone bankrupt six fucking times because he makes it a strategy to say, oh, well, I'm not going to pay you back. I mean, so nobody gives him money anymore. So he's done right. with, he's done deals with them. He's done deals with uh, Scottish business guys. He's done deals with the Chinese. I mean, he's done deals with the Saudis. Like, he's fucking a corrupt, rich asshole. Like, of course, he's got to deal with some Russians. But... Certainly doesn't mean that there's some massive collusion. And also, you know, another thing that somebody pointed out to me that didn't even really occur to me, but I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. The DNC is claiming constantly how they're a private corporation who's not beholden to uh, provide a fair prime. You know, the whole thing that, that their idiot lawyer argued in court about how they're a corporation and they have no obligation towards impartiality. And and he's technically right because they're a private company. Um, why is hacking a private company an act of war? If they were a government <laughs> office, sure, maybe if, if, if they hacked the Pentagon, that, that could be considered an act of cyber warfare. They hacked a private company. How is this any different than uh, the Sony hack or the HBO right. hack? Right. Uh, is it a crime? Yeah, it's a crime. Is it a fucking act of war that you should froth at the mouth over and, you know, fucking jeopardize other foreign policy things like the Iran. Well, there were deal. sanctions I mean, over Sony, right? They, he did uh, do some stuff after that, if I remember correctly. So, there I might mean, have been, but know. I mean, but that, and that was also a massive, massive hack. I mean, right. literally all the DNC hack, if it was even a hack, which this article says it probably wasn't a hack, by the way. Right. But if it, even if it was a hack, all it did was expose uh, the DNC's emails, which showed that they're corrupt motherfuckers who were tipping the scales towards Hillary Clinton in the primary. So that's information we should have had to begin with. Uh, and those people should have been shamed out of politics. Instead, they're still working in Washington, and some of them even at the DNC. Donna Brazil still sends out fucking emails from for, from the DNC. <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with those idiots. I, 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 I can't fucking wrap my head around how stupid they are. Like, even, even if you're going to keep her on the payroll, which is beyond fucking corrupt to begin with, why would you send and, and and she's not writing them herself like the, this is the person they figure this will be a good person for us to fundraise from <laughs> what the fuck who fucking makes that decision what idiot says hey who do the american people trust and want to give money to i know fucking donna brazil who was fired in shame after she admitted that she gave hillary debate questions when she worked at cnn and resigned from the fucking dnc or you know had to leave the dnc after like who fucking thinks that 
I, I just can't with these idiots. I, I, they, they did. I really sometimes think that they fucking deserve to lose, and we deserve a fucking constitutional convention because they're so bad on purpose that I don't know what's going to wake them up. I, I don't think anything that we can do is going to wake them up. So maybe it takes. Well, back just... to that story. I mean, the, the key piece of evidence in it that I thought was interesting was the the speed of data transmission. Yes, in, that was in the all big of that. That, that on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that there's no way that that could have happened on the internet. That that speed didn't even exist on the internet at the time. The only way it could have happened is from you know data transmission directly from uh, you know the machine itself onto some you know, other USB or something else. So. You know, that alone says to me, okay, it, it, it confirms it. Yeah, and, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know it, what it, else people need. They would have to have, like, some crazy uh, download speed across transcontinental, you know, fiber optic wiring to get... That doesn't exist. It, it just doesn't exist. exist. Yeah, no, it's just yeah. it's not possible. It had So it had to have come from a local source, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe even a local staffer who was uh, disenfranchised <laughs> with the way that things were going in the DNC. Uh Perhaps, you know, perhaps. But you're a conspiracy theorist, so you but know. that, but uh, yeah, apparently facts make you a conspiracy theorist. Now it's just the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like, uh, I, I just can't. I, I mean, and, and the, the concerted effort to smear anyone who brings up the Seth Rich story is just—I I didn't believe it at first. I thought it was a little bit of a loony thing, but the more yeah. I see that they go out of their way to smear it and suppress evidence or suppress any conversation of the really weird eccentricities of the case. The more I fucking believe it, they're, that's they're that's they're so bad at this. They're making it's people so shady. It's so it's shady. It's so shady. I mean, did you guys see that hit piece that they that New York Times wrote about Lee Camp, mm-hmm. where they literally yeah. were saying that he's that because people were speaking Russian outside of his his comedy <laughs> show in New York, <laughs> that that's somehow evidence that he's in bed with Russians. Because people in there's no such thing as people who speak Russian in New York. We don't have Bryant Brighton Beach or anything. We don't have a Russian population I, here I, or I anything. Hope, I hope the fucking neolibs know that they're all McCarthyites now. They're all fucking Joe McCarthy. They are. They, they, they're really they are. all. They're just fucking Joe McCarthy. I mean, why don't we start another HUAC? You know, House on American Committee. Why don't we see which actors are fucking Russian plants? Why don't we? Go, why don't we do that again? Why don't we start blacklisting people if you you, you assholes want to keep driving this fucking bullshit narrative further? How far are they willing to go to avoid the fact that they lost to this fucking buffoon? Like that that's what that's what it comes down to. This is all a big cover for them because they fucking lost to this right. asshole and they just can't deal with the fact that they are that shitty that they that they that they just can't give up this narrative because this is all they've had for the past six months. Well, and I, you know, it ignores the story itself, which is they fucking wrote, you know, if it, we're talking about the leak, they wrote the emails. It, it, oh, yeah, that's know, yeah. Content yeah. is real. So whether it's from this source or that source, you know, they're trying to distract from the fact that this is the bullshit that they pull. This is the insider shit that we all can't stand confirmed and out there for everyone to see. Yep. Well, you know, yep. Ed Snowden, when he, if you watch Citizen Four, which is another thing I really recommend everyone do, it's a great documentary. Um, it and it was filmed by I, I yeah I forget her name. She's a great documentary filmmaker. She went with Glenn Greenwald to meet with Ed Snowden to receive the information in his uh, leaks about the NSA, and they filmed their whole week together, their whole interaction. Him, like them walking in and like hiding the cell phones in the microwave so that they wouldn't like be recording. Um, and it's fascinating. But the thing he he said it was like, look. I don't want you to use my name at first. It's going to come out eventually because I don't want my colleagues at the NSA to be, you know, unduly uh, put out or, you know, cert, you know, 
I want it to come out so that they're not uh, under suspicion, which I thought was really noble of him. But he said, at first, don't do it because they're going to immediately make it about me instead of about the information that I'm leaking. And that's been the strategy of the elites all along, is that you don't talk about the horrible, heinous shit that was revealed. Same thing with Chelsea Manning. Don't talk about the horrible yep. fucking war yep. crimes that she exposed. Talk about whether it was right or wrong for her to do it. And that's the way they changed the narrative. And nobody even talks about the fact that Chelsea Manning released video of people fucking gunning down reporters and first responders in Iraq. Like the military people knowingly fucking committing atrocities and war crimes. None of those people went to jail. But fucking Chelsea Manning for exposing that went to jail. So... That's the country we live in, just so you know, people. So, you know, I mean, that's yeah. the fucking country we live in. That's how fucked up we no, are. No, I know. The people who shit on Chelsea Manning are full of shit. They're, they're, they are they're, full yeah, of shit. Just hypocrites. I mean, and fucking Barack Obama, chief hypocrite number one, who claimed on the campaign trail in 2008 that he was going to, you know, that he support, that he was going to roll back the surveillance state and all this stuff, prosecute uh, more whistleblowers than anyone else. Most transparent administration ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Anthony, Adrian, look. If you don't like this country, you should just leave. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's basically what the answer would be when they run out of other answers. Um, it's looking more and more attractive every day. It really is. Norway's looking real good right now. Iceland, uh, yes, pirate party. <laughs> they believe in gnomes up in Iceland. I, I could live with that. I guess I could live with that if I get free healthcare. <laughs> I could live with that compared to a lot of shit going on here. <laughs> I would love to do a story about that one. That's super fascinating to me. Do you know that that they 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 like legitimately some of them at least legitimately believe that gnomes live in their hills and they have like indigenous rules about like you can't build road roads in certain areas in like gnome territory. We believe in a bir virgin birth. No, I've already said I think all that shit's ridiculous, but I, I just think it's really interesting. Like what certain cultures believe, you know, that's I, I one of my favorite singers cool. story. Emo said that people that don't believe in fairies aren't worth knowing. So I'm going to go with her on this. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um, Gotta so have yeah. some fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, that nation piece also got picked up by Bloomberg. Who's also reporting on it, but I haven't seen any of wow. the. Yeah, I know. Uh, but so yeah, it's fake news. <laughs> it, yeah, it's fake news. But uh, of course I haven't seen any talk of it on TV and, and I don't really watch cable news, but I, follow people who monitor cable news so i don't have to and uh no yep. no talk of it so far i wonder why no but that that wapo piece is getting a lot of uh, attention on twitter and it's hysterical that bernie bros is like one of the trending topics oh. you know that's on purpose like you can you can tell that twitter does put the oh, trends they there totally on purpose. affect Definitely. the trends artificially even like when that's and like i'm not as into like but that seth rich thing when it because the day it broke, the initial news was the um, suspiciously timed, considering the second story that broke, was the lawsuit the that filed by Rod Wheeler against Fox News oh, yeah. for misreporting uh, his comments about Seth Rich. And it was the number one trending topic. And then the second that uh, that the one of the white supremacist assholes released that audio um, of, of uh, the Seymour Hirsch saying that he, you know, the Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist saying that he has information that Seth Rich was the leaker to WikiLeaks, and WikiLeaks retweeted it, saying, yeah, this is our fucking leaker, uh, that trending topic disappeared, even though more news came out about it. So, you know, a <laughs> little fishy. But... And then the Wapo story, yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, I don't know if you saw that this week about how Google's going to start trying to uh, combat fake news. Like, all this shit is code for authoritarian, we're going to censor anything that doesn't fit the narrative. 
So that and Facebook is going to Facebook allow, too. you know, mainstream uh, media, you know, basically the stories to, to load faster. So it, it's, they're controlling it. They really are. And, you know, so no matter what you believe on what side of the aisle, if you're conservative, you're liberal, this is fucking authoritarian bullshit. And like, they're just going to push the narrative that they want to push. And like, if you don't yeah. stand up and fight this, they're going to get away with it. So you really, everyone should be aware of that. Uh, Cause it's not well, good I just for anybody. encourage people to, you know, if everyone, a lot of people get their news from either mainstream media or what comes through their Facebook feed, you know, take some time and actually seek out independent media. Make sure that it's part of your media diet, because Absolutely. if you don't, you are missing a lot of truth and uh, a watch lot of Jimmy different Dory things you'll see. Yeah. yeah, get on get on YouTube. Watch Richard Wolf, Jimmy Dore, Democracy Now. Yeah. TYT, Intercept, Mid Press News. I mean, there's lots of things out there that are secular talk. Yeah, you know, all that. Yeah, Democracy Now is better than TYT, though. I have to say. Oh yeah, no, I, yeah. They really are. They're much better. I think TYT. I mean, I like TYT, but they, yeah, well, <laughs> better left unsaid, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> I like Anna. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I like people on TYT. I still like Jane. Yeah. I just think he is uh, a little. I'll leave it alone because I, I I do like Jank and uh, yeah, I, I he's think a Lars, really really nice guy. No, I like him as a person. I just think some of his yeah. I, ideas sometimes I think he he fixates too much on the wrong things. But you know, I mean, that's look. Everybody's got their own thing. There's no one that any of us are going to agree with 100 percent on every issue. We don't even agree with each other on every issue. So. <laughs> yep. And that's fine. That's great. That's I don't agree with you on that. <laughs> that's, the way, <laughs> that's the way democracy works. That's the way America works. And it's good that we have conversations on the left. But um, yeah, so definitely check out independent media. Um, another interesting piece of news. Uh, Bernie is getting ready very shortly to intro his Medicare for all bill. Um, so it's going to be super, super interesting to see how the democrats vote on this because you know his big thing and i i think he's you know did them a favor by not introing this during the healthcare debate and he you know as much as they shit on him he's constantly bending over backwards to fucking help them out he held this off until after the healthcare debate was basically over with and the republicans are moving on to taxes but he's like look i'm gonna put this forth this bill i don't think it's gonna pass because we don't have a majority in the senate but if we can manage to flip a couple Republicans, hey, maybe this thing has a shot. And even if not, we can send a message to the American people. We as the Democratic Party support Medicare for all. We want to give you health care. We believe health care is a right, like every other fucking nation on earth believes, because it's the most logical thing in the world. Um, this is really, if you look at it that way, a gift to the Democrats, because they can still vote on it and it won't pass and it won't get signed into law by Trump. Because they don't have the majority. So they should all fucking vote for it, even if they don't support it. Because it at least it says to their constituents, look, I want I support health care as a right, uh, and the Republicans stopped it. But what's going to happen, I can almost guarantee, is oh, I'm going to vote for it. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe half of them will vote for yes on it. Uh, and it'll be real interesting to see the way the... Uh, the real, the corporate goons of the party vote. Because, you know, Joe Manchin's going to vote no, but I, I'm very curious to see what Cory Booker votes on it. I want to see what Al Franken's going to do. He's going he's gonna to mumble something and then run away, I think. <laughs> Somebody online, though, brought up 
why is Bernie introducing different legislation rather than getting on board with H.R. 676 and figuring out some kind of reconciliation for that? Why is he going to the separate step of of introducing something else? Like, what is the actual difference between the pieces of legislation? And is Isn't this... that in the House? Isn't that a House well, that, bill? That yeah. a House bill. <clears throat> I, I think his bill is lo- largely based on Conyers' bill, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know the particulars of, like, the, the, the you know, the, maybe the Senate parliamentarian can explain that better than I could. But <laughs> I don't know if he could say, look, I'm going to propose this bill. I believe you do need to put forth your own bill, and it can be based on a House bill. But with your yeah, I just like to know what the differences are because it seems like that you know if Democrats had their shit together, then it would be them getting together before all of this and saying, okay, let's let's agree upon these yeah. things in legislation and make the process go faster. I mean, he's I, I suspect, and I you know I'm I'm just speaking out of what I've seen from what he said about it. It's basically the same bill; it's just his version. I like kind of like with the uh, Republicans, they had the. AHCA, which I think was the Senate plan, and the BCRA, which was the House plan, which were basically the same fucking thing, but they needed to to introduce them in both places because they were trying to pass it in one, and then it could move on to the other chamber. Um, So, I mean, I think that might be the situation because he can't technically say, hey, I'm putting H.R. 676 up because that's the House. You know what I mean? So I, I, I imagine it's very largely the same as Conyers' bill, and the way he's described it sounds like as much. Uh, but it's just his version, and he actually hasn't released the full bill yet, so we don't, uh, you know, we, it might just be yeah. that well, totally. There's something curious about the whole thing that it doesn't seem coordinated at all. It seems like they're yeah, that's because the completely... fucking Democrats want to get behind it, except for like a handful of them. <laughs> Luckily, actually, the House Democrats are largely behind it. Uh, the majority yeah. are behind it. The only fucking holdouts are the horrible, shitty leadership in the in the House, like the Nancy Pelosi's and the fucking. Yep. You know, and I don't get it because, I mean, I was working on the Hill back when Hillary was, you know, fighting for health care. And the whole idea was ultimately getting us to a place of single payer and universal health care. That was what they were supposed to be fighting for. And, you know, the Affordable Care Act was like, you know, it wound up being a step in that direction. So I don't get why now that we have that no. step, why we're not ready to take that was the steps we wanted all United. along. They got that was free Citizens United. Well, Seriously, but also, but also, to these Citizens United. But, but uh, David Soros done a lot of good reporting on that. Apparently, that was by design. I mean, they didn't want to pass the public option. Barack Obama didn't actually want to pass the public option. He had a lot of people around him taking a lot of money to make sure that that fucking got shot down. And mm-hmm. I think the reason that they don't support single-payer anymore and the reason Hillary doesn't support single-payer anymore is because they got their mind right, meaning they got a lot of corporate cash from the insurance companies and they got their minds right. And now they're like, well, you know, it's never going to happen. It will never come to pass. Wasn't Howard Dean back then that like killed it the oh, first time? That fucking like... prick. He <laughs> he sucks so much. He used to fucking be a great voice for progressives. He used to go out and say, "I'm from the progress. I'm from the Democratic wing of the Democratic Party," implying that the other part of the party is Republicans. <laughs> and now he's going on MSNBC and saying that uh, people who want you know positive change in their lives are whiny. And they are the party that doesn't want to see us win. They just want to see us be pure. Um, also, coincidentally, uh, is now a, a lobbyist for the health insurance industry. I'm sure that's not related, though. <laughs> Completely unrelated. Fucking total sellout of all fucking sellouts. I mean, oh, God. He really is. Howard Dean. He fucking yelled, yelled his way out of the nomination and yelled his way into a fucking 
cushy corporate job, I guess. Pretty much. Um, so yeah, so that'll be interesting. I think Bernie's going to introduce that in the next couple weeks. Uh, we're going to get going. I just, I, there's one more thing I did want to talk to you guys about because, and, and I don't know if you guys are football fans or not, but I, I'm sure you know about the story, even if you're not, uh, Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. Um, so uh, I should preface this. Do you guys watch football? I, I, Adrian, I don't think you do. I think of course. I know enough about him that he's an untouchable now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I like Kaepernick though. So, um, just to give you some context, the reason everyone's saying that they're not signing him is because, uh, oh, well, he's just not good enough. He blah, blah, blah. I just want to read, I just want to read you some, uh, first of all, as a Jets fan, our fucking starting quarterback right now is a mix between, uh, Christian Hackenberg, who's, uh, shown me absolutely nothing. He was like a second round pick a couple years ago. Uh, hasn't done a fucking thing. Throws picks constantly. Um, Josh McCown, who's been with like 13 teams in 12 years or something like that. So he's a real winner. Um, he's a fucking career journeyman. Uh, and Colin Kaepernick sitting out there, nobody will sign him. Uh, I just want to point out for all the people saying that he is not good anymore. Last year in 2016 alone, 12 games, uh, 11 of them started, uh, 59% completion percentage, which is Real fucking good. Uh, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. He had 16 touchdowns and four interceptions last year. Fucking 90% passer rating. I, I know this this is like Chinese to you guys, but for anyone who's a sports fan listening to this, that's a fucking killer year for someone who had a truncated season. 16 touchdowns to four interceptions. The Jets quarterback last year threw more interceptions than touchdowns. I mean, combined. I mean, so... I, it, don't tell me that there's no fucking room for him. There's a ton of teams with shittier quarterbacks. He could step in and help out. It's just that he's, you know, too uppity for them. They don't like so that he fucking... who's pulling these strings? Who's The who's rich controlling? fucking conservative douchebag NFL owners who don't like uh, the fact that he's speaking out for racial justice and they don't want him on their team. And I think... But well, the funny lot... thing is, is they could just look the other way and ignore it. You know, it, does, it doesn't mean anything to them. It doesn't... But, but, they're, they're still rich... making millions of dollars. But they're rich fucks. They don't care. They're, 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 they're all rich conservatives. I mean, you know... But this so is many... exactly why I hate football. I think it's just a big corporate bullshit making rich people richer. Yeah. And it's it's a waste of... Honestly, it's a waste of people's time. But I mean, one good thing about football, I will say, is it stole, it stole Sundays from religion. <laughs> that's true it's the new religion of america though it's the new church on it Sunday. is it's gross i don't know <laughs> i just feel like you know there's so many really talented football players that are people of color and if i were them i'd want to be writing you know like prince like slave on my forehead because essentially <laughs> you know if they can't speak and they have to do everything that their you know owners their corporate overlords whatever say literally they're owners then, yeah i mean they own yeah. that they fucking own them. And they and a lot of them get a lot of money, but a lot of them don't. And people say, oh, well, they get paid so much. You know how much fucking money the owners make off of these players? It's so disproportionate. Yeah. And then the taxpayers have to pay for their fucking stadiums, which is such bullshit. It is. And also, these players are fucking dying left and right and getting CTE. Yeah, the, the, the brain injury. Oh, my God, that report. It's, it's so gross. That report. Did you see that report uh, about how... Uh, all but one brain out of like 50 brains that they studied had CTE. Yep. Uh, and they said yep. they did another further study, which is horrifying. 91% of co- pl- uh, people who played college football have CTE. 91%. Yep. 
and like twenty-one percent of high school players. And I fucking played high school football, but luckily I sucked so much I never got to play. So I did. I, I I'm good. I never <laughs> they really saved t- your brain, Anthony. <laughs> they did say my my lack of athleticism saved my my fucking mental health. I guess somehow. <laughs> if um, I were a parent, though, I'd I would never let my kid play knowing that shit. No. Like, yeah. No. Nope. Honestly, and I. And I Look, guys, I love football. It's a fun fucking sport. It's it's great. It's, you know, American. It's it's probably hypocritical of me to be, like, that into such a, you know, rah-rah American thing. But it's it's fun to watch. But you know what? I, 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 I It's a cognitive dissonance. It's the same as, like, if I eat, like, you know, a burger and I'm like, oh, this tastes good. But I don't want to think about how it was made. It's just cognitive right, yeah. dissonance that we all watch football still. And I'm not saying don't watch football because I still watch football. I like football. It's a fun sport. But... But I've heard more and more football fans lately, you know, online uh, speaking out and saying that they're getting more uncomfortable as they as they read this. So I, I think about these things now when I watch. It's like harder for me to enjoy it, especially when I, yeah. like, people you used to, it used to be. And, you know, I mean, this is before we knew a lot, largely because the NFL suppressed it. But before we knew about all these head injuries, like sports center used to have like the, the hit of the week and they would show these like just horrible fucking head helmet to helmet collisions and it would be like oh my god look at how fucking crazy this tackle was but now if we look at that we're like horrified we're like oh my god that guy's gonna be fucking you know like oh my god he's got concussed out of his mind but men like football because they don't hunt anymore huh that's what i think i think men like football because they don't hunt anymore we need to get out our aggression somewhere i guess yeah maybe Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. <laughs> it's true. Mars is god of war. Venus is the god of love, I think, or something. Yeah, goddess. Some goddess of love, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I, I think that's yeah. I mean, and it's it's tough. It's tougher to watch, but I, I still do enjoy the game. And I think not from any altruism of their own, but they are being forced to take steps to protect the players. They've put in a lot more rules protecting. Uh, defenseless receivers and you know you can't hit somebody after a certain amount of so they're doing what they can but it's it's just inherently a dangerous sport so i mean but I, well, we got a little off topic but colin kaepernick is a good fucking quarterback and it's it's criminal that he's not on an nfl team right now and every owner that's not signing him is a fucking racist piece of shit Who's... Yeah, he's still doing charitable work, donating things. I mean, he must be doing at least okay financially because he's still doing quite he's a bit. Well, he probably made so much before, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, well, the he one made thing a lot because he was think... one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he came in. He took the, the 49ers to the Super Bowl. He had a fucking MVP year. Uh, and he's still really good. He had some injury problems. But he still, I, I think, I mean, those stats alone, some of the best stats in the NFL last year, you know, on a macro scale or micro scale, rather. Uh, expanded over the entirety of the season so people can say whatever they want but i have a lot of respect for anyone that's willing to um you know i guess you could say speak out or bite the hand that feeds you or whatever walk away from that kind of money and um you know speak whatever their truth is i have a lot of respect for that i think it's not just that he speaks out it's the fact that he's very very intelligent because i'm more familiar i'm way less familiar with his football career than i am with the things he said oh he's super smart well He's super smart. I mean, the funniest thing was what's his name was attacking him over the haircut. I can't. Oh, Michael Vick. Oh, f- that yeah, that fucking shit. piece that of shit piece dog of shit. fucking murderer. Yeah, like I yeah. really, I'm glad he has a fucking office job. It's at ESPN. That fucking piece I know, of shit. That violent. He's a violent piece of he shit. He should be in jail, not being paid really fucking money be. by ESPN to give his commentary about how black people should act in society. 
Like, what is wrong yeah. with this fucking country that we, we, we... Oh, but did you see Kaepernick's response? It was amazing. No, what did he say? Okay. I didn't see. Okay, Michael Vick says he, he should just get a haircut. Why not be clean cut, you know, and just make things easier? And Kaepernick just basically tweeted out the definition of Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's just like three steps ahead intellectually, you know? <laughs> that's super yep. fucking funny. Yeah, that's great. I didn't yeah. see that. Oh, yeah, no, no. Michael Vick, for anyone that doesn't know, is a fucking horrible human being. He fucking, he ran a uh, dogfighting ring in his fucking, in the back of his, you know, one of his mansions. He had, like, fucking dogs that he horribly abused and, you know, would, would make fight for fucking money. And, uh, he, you know, put put a bunch of them down. Like, he, he, he deserves to still be in jail. It's fucking, it, it, it's absurd that they let him out of jail, let alone that he got to play in the NFL again. For the Jets, which I was real fucking thrilled about when that happened. Um, the whole establishment accepted him again. Oh, I thought he played for the Eagles. Is that wrong he, information? Uh, he played for the. He did play for the Eagles, but I think he also played for the Jets for a season. Or he was going to play. I don't know. I don't even remember. He, the fact that he played football again, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. He can play football again, but the guy who is speaking out against horrible injustices and police brutality and police killing of unarmed black men... He can't play. That's 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 the world we live in. Okay. That speaks volumes because one is speaking out against the powers that be, and the other one is well. <laughs> well, yeah. Committing crimes and then <laughs> atrocities, and also the guys who abuse their wives and girlfriends get to continue to play. Oh yeah, but, um, well, there's a ton of them. Yeah, Ray Rice punched out his fucking girlfriend violently. I I went to high school. Oh, with the him one too, who dragged his girlfriend. Yeah, Wait, what did you say? I went to high school with him. I uh, I played football wow. with him in my freshman. I I didn't play football, but I played. Like in gym class, I I saw him play. You know, I, I played football with him in gym class, and yeah, he yeah, I. I That's crazy. It's it's crazy, yeah. And he was uh, it's, it's fucking insanely fast. I've never seen a human being that fast in my life. Irrelevant though to the story. Yeah, he's he fucking punched his girlfriend out in like a violent fit of rage in an elevator. Uh, yeah, then, and then like dragged her body, her like lifeless body. It is now wife actually somehow. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, but you know. Oh, it's just that's a hell of a thing to bond over, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, I would say so. Uh, but you know what? He actually has not gotten back into the NFL, but that's not because they wouldn't accept him back. They would have. Uh, but just by the time he got around, to, his suspension was over. He was a little too old. Uh, and like running backs have a really short shelf life. It was no altru- altruistic, like, hey, we shouldn't hire this guy back. If he was fucking good, he would be on a t- You could, you know, O.J. Simpson, if O.J. Simpson... Uh, got acquitted in his prime, he would have been playing for the Bears the next year, I'm convinced. Because yeah. yep. they don't give a fuck about that. No, they don't. No. Only when you afflict... Violence against women is cool. Violence against animals is cool. If you afflict the comfortable, then you're fucked. Anything else, you're totally yep. fine with. Cut some, yep. cut your wife's head off with a knife, you're fine, like anything. Um, yeah. We always end these on such a positive I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Cutting your wife's head off, that's 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 what we were going to sign off today. Um, but, oh, God. So, yeah, you know, um, not not much good news this week, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Not, but not, Sam's running. So, yeah, yeah, so, no, Sam's running there is for hope. Congress. That's, there's some hope. So, yeah, go to RoninForCongress.com. <laughs> what a great plug for Sam after all this horrible <laughs> shit we just talked about. Uh, no, but seriously, yeah, go to, go to, you know, even if you're not convinced, go to, go to runningforcongress.com, check out the platform, uh, because you will be surprised. I, I, I challenge you to find a more, uh, unabashedly progressive platform, 
uh, from someone running for Congress? Because I don't think and there is one. Accessible. I mean, you know, social media, ask questions. I mean, he will, he does live streams. So um, he's very accessible to people if they do have questions or concerns. Yeah, absolutely. So check that out. Um, and <clears throat> please remember to rate, review, subscribe. And we will catch you next week on the Our Voice podcast. You know something? You know something? If you had told us one year ago that we were going to come in third in Iowa, we would have given anything for that. And you know something? You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan.